0: The great patriarch Abraham set his sights on a city he never actually saw. Learn how Abraham's sharp focus on New Jerusalem dramatically improved his life and how his faith can be yours. Next on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry.
1: Greetings everyone. God promised Abraham a son and then made Abraham and Sarah wait 25 years before they received that son, Abraham was 100 at that time, age 100. If you just think about this, well, uh, this was his only son, and uh, he cherished him like perhaps few uh, fathers could because of uh, all of the events surrounding this. Then he told Abraham after this, Well, okay, you take this son now and you SACRIFICE him I want you to sacrifice him, sacrifice his life for me and for this work that we're doing. And then, of course, Abraham went ahead and did that, and God stopped him just before he sacrificed Isaac. But in his mind, that is, in Abraham's mind, he was as good as dead. His son was as good as dead, but he KNEW that God had already promised to continue Abraham's line through Isaac, and so he knew that God would have to very quickly resurrect Isaac to fulfill that promise. He believed in God's promises, and this one took the ultimate faith of any human being that ever lived. This is faith par excellence. <laughs> Abraham. Was called the father of the faithful, the father of the faithful, because of this deed and what he did with his son. And I think there's really just no parallel to this kind of a trial and and a man stepping out on faith and trusting God the way Abraham did, except Jesus Christ, of course. But nobody else, no human being has ever, uh, it seems to me, faced something like this, and uh, He was willing to sacrifice this special son. And if you ponder that, you can realize God was actually using him as a type of God the Father, Himself, who gave up His Son, Jesus Christ, to be beaten barbarically and crucified and marred more than any man ever. So the Father DID have to give up His Son, and He wanted to illustrate some some of the faith we need because of that great sacrifice the Father made for all of us and, of course, Jesus Christ Himself. But there was something else that Abraham believed in. It was a promise that God makes to all of us. And if you think about this, Abraham never, EVER had a, another test like it. He, had, he passed this test, and there's nobody else in the Bible that I can see that's EVER been tested like this. And perhaps that's the reason that since Abraham passed that test that he's called the Father of the Faithful and the Friend of God because of that kind of faith. Notice Genesis 22, verses 1 and 2, And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt or test, it is a better translation. He tested Abraham, and said unto him, Abraham, he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and get you into the land of Moriah, and offer him there a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell you of." Now this is a shocking trial. You know, all kinds of intense emotions would be going through your mind, and you, you could uh, be suffering from real anxiety. But still, Abraham trusted God, believed God in all the promises he had made. And and He went ahead with that sacrifice. It all happened in the land of Moriah, which really includes the area of Jerusalem, where Jesus Christ Himself WAS sacrificed for all of mankind. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son for this world, this evil world, to pay for our sins so we could enter into the Family of God if we Had the faith of Abraham, or at least imitated that faith as much as we possibly can. There's just a stunning parallel between Abraham's test and the test of the Father and Jesus Christ. Verses 9 and 10, it says, And they came to the place which God had told him of, and Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand, and took the knife to slay his son. So he was ready to sacrifice his son, It is all a type of the father. Letting them uh, crucify Jesus Christ. Do you, do you see anything else in the Bible like this? A test like this? God was testing him, but the reward he gave Abraham is something that's hard to even fathom. <laughs> it, it was awesome, to say the least. So if you uh, think about the Father and His love for Jesus Christ—you understand this um, very, very deeply. Abraham was was the uh, father of the physical nation Israel. He was the father of that nation, but he's also the father of spiritual Israel, or the spiritual nation, the Spirit God's own church. Now, that is because of what he did. And he, God wants us to look to this example and learn how to build REAL, LIVING faith. God made a promise to all of us, and we'll see that Abraham fulfilled his faith in that promise, Then it was something to behold. Notice what it says in Genesis 22 and verses 11 and 12. It says, and the angel the eternal called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, Here I am, and he said, Lay not your hand upon the lad, neither do you anything unto him, for now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. He knew what was in Abraham's mind. He knew that Abraham was going to sacrifice his son. And that was enough for God the Father. That WAS enough, but where is there a parallel like this in the Bible? Where can you find anything like this and like the FAITH of that man? I don't see anything that's more impressive than that. Now if you want to see how to bring faith alive, (laughs) Abraham really does show us that. Now, God had made other promises. to. He KNEW God was going to use Isaac. He had promised him so. So even if he sacrificed him, he KNEW God would have to resurrect that son. He BELIEVED God! That is rare in this world today, to just see somebody that would have anything remotely CLOSE to that kind of faith. You just don't see it. And God went on to say, well, now he's a friend of God. I mean, he was the ULTIMATE friend of God, a REAL friend of God! He BELIEVED God in this ULTIMATE test. He BELIEVED Him, and he's got going to receive one of the highest positions in all the Kingdom. Now let's look at Genesis 22, verses 16 through 18. By Myself have I sworn, says the Eternal, for because you have done this thing, and have not withheld your son, your only son, that in blessing I will bless you, and in multiplying I will multiply your seed as the stars of the heaven, and as the sand which is upon the seashore. And your seed shall possess the gate of their enemies. He's talking about future blessings on nations, on two nations in particular and they became the birthright nations. America and Britain, it goes on to say, And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. The Fenton translation renders it, And your race shall possess the gates of its enemies. So for the material, national promises of the race, just race, and then we have grace, and your seed, Christ, shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, this Promise is spiritual of grace, because you have obeyed my voice. Now look, we've got a book, "The United States and Britain in Prophecy," where we've been proving for over fifty years about these birthright nations, and showing you that these all of these blessings were given to America and Britain, the birthright nations and prophetic Israel in the end time. Now, you think about that, all the wealth and the power that America and Britain have received, and it makes it very clear here that he's talking about the Great British Empire, you can read that in Genesis 35, and also the greatest empire ever and the United States, the greatest SINGLE NATION EVER on this Earth. AND ALL OF THOSE BLESSINGS CAME BECAUSE OF ABRAHAM'S OBEDIENCE, AND IT'S TIED TO HIM ABOUT TO SACRIFICE HIS ONLY SON, AND TO REMIND US THAT GOD THE FATHER DID SACRIFICE HIS SON FOR OUR SINS, AND IT'S ALL TIED TO THIS WEALTH GIVEN TO BRITAIN AND AMERICA. WE NEED TO THINK ABOUT THAT. WE, I THINK, CONSIDER THIS wealth in the US and Britain that we've had in the past attribute it to human ingenuity but let me tell you it it that's not the case at all god makes it very clear and ties it to the very crucifixion to Jesus Christ and to Abraham's terrifying trial and says now look i'm going to bless you with all these things to give you the birthright blessings which means you you don't do anything to earn that or deserve it it's all because of Abraham and people just receive these blessings because of where they were born where where their birth was what a beautiful beautiful scripture of uh, several verses here what what marvelous wonders God shows us! And this is so DEEPLY embedded in in the power and the LOVE of God for Israel! And how much have we appreciated that today! How much have we appreciated that? This is something that every American and every British person should understand and realize how blessed we have been, and how all these blessings are tied to some of the greatest events in the entire Bible! And yet, how many people understand it? And I'll tell you, our book proves that to you without a doubt. Notice Hebrews 11 and verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's faith. We don't see the evidence. The faith is the evidence. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. So here's one of those elders that Paul talks about in Hebrews. Verse 8 By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing where he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in the strange country." Well, how about that? The place where he was, well, that was a strange country. He was headed for another country, far more important than anything on this earth. "...dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise." Where was he going? What was he looking for? Verse 10, For he looked for a city, he looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. I mean, there are real foundations here in this country, and particularly in this city, which is talking about the city of New Jerusalem, the city that God the Father is going to bring to this Earth. Notice verse 13, These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly, that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country, from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned, but they didn't do that. But now they desire a better country, that is, in heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He has prepared for them a city New Jerusalem. Abraham believed in New Jerusalem? Yes, he did. Verse 17, By faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he that had received the promises, offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, That Isaac shall your seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up, even from the dead. See? He KNEW that God had to raise him from the dead, because He had already promised these great blessings that would come through His son Isaac. Abraham was a type of God the Father, you see. And he could see. It was all related to that Father. Revelation 21, verses 1 and 2. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. Now, this is the city that Abraham saw. He saw it. He saw everything through the prism of New Jerusalem. He looked at everything through that light from God. Now, verse 3, And I beheld a great voice out of heaven, saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God Himself shall be with them, and be their God. See, this is after the millennium and the great white throne judgment, when the Father comes down to this earth and brings New Jerusalem, that great city with streets of gold. which will cover the Middle East and a lot more. Just one great city is coming to this Earth, and Abraham Abraham, had his focus on that city! And that's not an easy thing to do, but God says we ALL MUST do that, get that focus, and have that vision in our minds. The Father just YEARNS to come down to this Earth to be with His Family! God the Father, who is going to bring many sons into glory, it says in Hebrews, many sons who are going to be coming into His Family. Verse 4, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. It's a marvelous work and a wonder. Yes, indeed it is. Verses 22 and 23, and I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. and the city, the city that Abraham focused on all his life. That's why he could sacrifice his son like he did. what, a, what an absolutely mind-staggering faith that man had to do what he did. And the city, it says, had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Well, how about that city? What a city! Romans 4 and verse 11 talks about how the uh, Abraham believed in verse 11, and then in verse 16, the last part of it says, which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations, before whom he believed. He BELIEVED God in every way, and he became the Father of the faithful. If you want to know how to build faith, look to Abraham. Look to that marvelous example probably unparalleled in the entire Bible as far as a test is concerned. Verse 20, He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what He had promised He was able also to perform. Anything God promised, He knew He would perform it, and was able to perform it, and would perform it. That's pretty impressive, pretty impressive indeed. Jeremiah 17, read that in verses 24 and 25 where it says, This city shall remain forever. This is going to be here FOREVER and ever and ever. Abraham BELIEVED God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. James 2 and verses 22 and 23. And you can see Galatians 3, it says, Even as Abraham BELIEVED God, over and over and over it says that. He didn't believe in the ex- just the existence of God, he BELIEVED God! He BELIEVED every word God said! He BELIEVED it! And look at all the rewards that are here even before us today! They're fast passing away now because, well, something is needs to be Corrected about our faith. That is, if you look at these prophecies, you surely would understand that. I don't see how we could overlook that. Know you therefore that they which are of faith are the same as the children of Abraham. They're they're his sons. Verse nine. So then, which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Now let's see what the end time church had to learn. This last era of God's church. The Philadelphia remnant within that Laodicean era. It's a lukewarm era of God's own people. 95% of them have turned away, except a little 5% didn't, and here's why they didn't. Notice verse 7 And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write, I know your works, verse 8. I know all about your works. I have set before you an open door, and no man can shut it, for you have a little strength, and have kept My word, and have not denied My name. Verse 10, Because you have kept the word of My patience, I also will keep you from the hour of temptation, or from the great tribulation that's coming, if we don't wake up. But God says that little remnant that have the faith of Abraham will be protected. That's what it says which shall come upon all the world, it's going to, the whole world's going to be tried before Jesus Christ comes and stops everything, or we destroy all human beings on this Earth. That's in Matthew 24, verses 21 and 22, and which will come upon all the, the world to try them that dwell upon the Earth. But notice what these people did. Behold, verse 11, I come quickly, hold that fast which you have, that no man take your crown. Him that overcomes will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. See, they they have. This very faith of Abraham, and they believed God's promise about the new about a new Jerusalem. They believed it, and they built the faith of Abraham. That little remnant. Now they deliver this message to the world. Most of all of God's people have turned away from him, and are are turning away from him. That's a sad situation. Verse nineteen. It goes on to talk about. Uh, God just being there, inviting His people in, and trying to get them to overcome. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends.
0: The great patriarch Abraham set his sights on a city he never actually saw. Learn how Abraham's sharp focus on New Jerusalem dramatically improved his life, and how his faith can be yours. Abraham believed God. He didn't just believe in the existence of God, he believed every word of God's promise. Every day, Abraham was motivated by his faith in New Jerusalem, the radiant city promised by God to occupy the earth after the millennium. That's right, Abraham saw beyond the present to a time still thousands of years in the future. How could this be possible? Request Gerald Flurry's free new book, The Eternal Has Chosen Jerusalem, to understand the bloody past, dangerous present, and inspiring future of the holy city. The fact that Jerusalem means city of peace seems like a cruel joke. It is now the most violent city on the planet. But Jerusalem isn't doomed to chaos and warfare forever. God has a plan for His chosen city that staggers the imagination and includes you. Soon, every human who has ever lived will look to Jerusalem for law and order, education and guidance in the abundant way of life. Learn how you can build faith in New Jerusalem today. Discover the kind of hope-filled vision that made Abraham willing to sacrifice anything to follow God. Grasp God's plan to revolutionize not just the earth through New Jerusalem, but the entire universe. Also request our free booklet, What is Faith? Does anyone today possess the faith to move mountains? The heroes of the Bible did, but a plethora of distractions in modern life often prevent us from building the same life-saving faith. Prove that true faith transcends physical evidence. Uncover the astounding truth about this frequently misunderstood subject. Learn the specific process you can apply to become a pillar of faith. Study What is Faith to understand more about the hundreds of promises in the Bible. You can be absolutely sure that every promise of God will be kept. Once you know what God has promised, you just have to believe, no matter what. All our literature is available free of charge, at no cost or obligation to you. Request The Eternal Has Chosen Jerusalem and What is Faith. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. All our literature is available free of charge, at no cost or obligation to you. Request, The Eternal Has Chosen Jerusalem, and What Is Faith? Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. The preceding program was a paid presentation of The Key of David, brought to you by The Philadelphia Church of God.